For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. It's the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with Daniel McCarty, Grant Elliott and Justin Marshall on SCNZ. Kia folks, welcome into the show. Bang on 10am on a Saturday morning means it is time for the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show in association with Reese Plumbing, all part of the Saturday session with yours truly, Daniel McCarty. And the one, the only, the best looking man in radio, it's Grant Elliott. Good morning. Oh, when did I get that uh, mantle? Sleep deprivation. Sleep, you, that's I've, what I've you had. Mad. I've got sleep deprivation, so I've officially gone mad. Today's reverse day. I'll be full of compliments for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That is, this, I'm actually looking forward to this. I don't normally, it'll throw me off my game though, because I'm always waiting to sort of quit back at um, the abuse that flies my way from our producer, Ben Francis, and yourself, Daniel. Well, he's had a tough week, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He didn't get a $700,000 payout from the Warriors, and unfortunately, he's got to watch them every week, doesn't oh, he? He's still got doesn't his Warriors it? shirt on <laughs> underneath his hoodie, but it's underneath the hoodie today. <laughs> That's the thing. He normally proudly that, shows it. That is a good observation, Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very good observation early. Uh, let's um, get to the job at hand uh, discussing code. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show, driven by quality. Reese works for you. Final round Robin games. That is the scenario for us all. We've had two already this week. It was Tuesday night. It was the force in their storm week. Big win over Moana Pacifica, ending their season. The Reds and the Crusaders locked horns last evening, and that's where we will start with Justin Marshall and just a moment, but uh, um, the Crusaders winning 28-15, to 15 and ah, a little uh, quirk of the uh, table means uh, these two sides um, cannot be over, overhauled in any way, so they will remain in seven, seventh, being the Reds, and second, the Crusaders, which means, Grant, they'll play again next week in the quarterfinals. How good. Uh, so that means Justin Marshall doesn't have to do any prep uh, for, for a commentary next weekend, right? You just pull out the same notes, Justin. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning to you, Daniel. Good morning, Grant, and, and to everybody else tuning in. Uh, yeah, well, to a degree, it is relatively uh, similar to what happened last night and, and the lineups. Although there'll be the odd tweak, you know, I think hopefully for the Reds, James O'Connor will be back into their mix because he does make yes. a huge difference uh, to their DNA, the way that he plays. He adds so much to their attack, so much to their game management. Uh, equally, you know, Richie Moonga, um, I, I believe, will be fit to play next weekend, so he'll probably come back into it. And there'll be the odd other little tweak, um, possibly across the park. But in general, yeah, it's two sides that felt each other out last night, got a bit of an understanding as to each other's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, conditions, which played a major part in the game, and those conditions um, are likely to be very similar next weekend as well, which even on a, on a crisp, beautiful uh, day like it is, uh, here today and was again last night in Christchurch, you can get those dewy conditions, which affects your ball security. And I think the game was really re- reflective of that. Justin, how important is it, the psychological warfare between, I guess, coaches and players winning a, a game like that where you might meet in the in the quarterfinals later? Yeah, it does have a bearing. Like I, I think way back to... And we're thinking way back here, Grant. Not, not even as long as when you finished playing cricket. So we're going way back into time. <laughs> I was involved in playing uh, Super Rugby. And uh, we played 
we played the Waratahs in the final round robin game and nearly put a century on them um, here in Christchurch and uh, yeah, everything on the day that we executed, everything that we planned for on that particular day, they fell into every single trap, every innovation that we came up with, uh, counter-attack, it all clicked and gelled. We had to face them again um, a couple of weeks later uh, in, a, in a final and, uh, and things changed dramatically. Uh, and it was a, it was a real real difficult hard game. So to a degree, the Crusaders were comfortable winners last night. You never felt that they were ever going to lose the game. It was just a matter of whether or not they were going to find enough rhythm on a night where they were clearly off their game uh, to, to to really put the Reds away. They didn't find that rhythm. Um, so because of that, I think they hadn't given away too many secrets. Uh, but the, the Reds will be the team. Given that they're the underdogs, given that the Crusaders are at home, the firepower the Crusaders have supersedes what most teams in the competition have, but certainly does for the Reds. That that other side that'll benefit the most from having played the Crusaders last night, they'll they'll learn more, and they'll also hopefully you know sit down at the at the tactical drawing board and go righto, this is what we did well, this is what worked. If we're going to beat the Crusaders, how how do we go about unsettling them and making them not play well and putting ourselves in a position to win the game? So that they're the is it really Grant yeah. to answer your question? That, that they're the side that'll benefit the most out of that game last night. Mm. Is it too simple to say, Justin? Uh, the coaches of the Reds would just say we need a better start. The opening fifteen minutes were a little bit tardy defensively. We conceded two tries. It's an uphill battle uh, in Christchurch. Um, at, in any game, if, if you find yourself sort of scoreboard chasing inside 15 minutes? Yeah, I, I think that plays a part in it. You know, you'd never want to give the Crusaders scoreboard ascendancy when they're at home, you know, because at Orange Series Stadium, they're just a, they're tough enough not to crack anyway, let, let alone give them points advantage by not starting well. I think Tate McDermott mentioned it, uh, you know, so did Brad Thorne in their post-game interviews. They, they said, you, you know, we, we didn't start well, um, they got away from us on the scoreboard, and it's never easy pegging back a side like that. You know, that's facts. That's that's bang on. You can't you can't analyse it any other way. But I also feel <laughs> the other part of that was they certainly were frustrated by the Crusaders' defence. If you if you boiled down the sort of micro elements of the game and looked at what the, the Reds uh, were doing in terms of attack. They, they didn't have an answer to the Crusaders' line speed, to their aggressive defence, particularly from ruck, ruck uh, ball rather than um, from set piece. But they just continually were running into to brick walls and they couldn't find any real gain line. They couldn't find any sort of mini breaks, especially post-contact breaks. Subsequently, they, they kicked the ball away. So if I was sitting down... Yeah, I'd be, and I was Brad Thorne, I'd be going, yeah, boys, we can't give them points and so we've got to start better. But also, how the hell are we going to break down that defence? Because whatever we tried yeah. basically for 60 minutes of that game last night simply didn't work. So they're going to have to find a way to penetrate the Crusaders' defence if they're going to have any hope of winning the game. Uh, Justin, obviously um, injuries play a big part going into these, these finals footy and Severis, do you see that as a concern? And how how do you see the form of the Crusaders going into finals footy now? Do you think that, you know that you always talk about momentum and you know form and peaking at the right time? Do you think they're in a good space? I, I thought they were in a good space. I think their their last performances since the Waratahs game 
it's it's seen quite a marketable um, improvement. And so they were starting to find some real rhythm. I thought the way they demolished the Brumbies in Canberra, that that was impressive. You know, and and you can't read too much into, with the greatest respect, the the Drua game. That was always going to be basically a lay down Mazir. Um, it was just about how how many points they put on the Drua. Um, so you know that that was a, a hard gauge hard game to gauge. But but in general, last night I was really surprised at. Some of their tactics, the way they played, they kicked away a lot of aimless ball. Uh, even Scott Robertson, he said that at halftime, um, and and he also said it at the end of the game because it did continue to a degree in the second half. They yeah, they usually kick to contest to win it back. They kicked a lot down the throat. You know, tactically that wasn't Crusaders esque. It wasn't them in rhythm. It did surprise me that they look a little lost at times on attack. The amount of ball they coughed up. Uh, I think they coughed up. 12 handling errors, which is a lot on the night. Uh, so there's two ways. We'll go back to your first question, Grant, the, the mental one. You know, um, you know, here's a team that's so successful come finals football. That's what they do. That's that's when they roll their sleeves up. It's right. We'll get through the round robin, but they have the most mm. impressive of records. They haven't missed the finals mm. since 2001. So, you know, they, they know how to play finals football. And I just wonder yeah. whether last night's inept performance and a little bit of lack of rhythm stopped maybe that, because of that success, stopped that mindset of complacency. It's a, it was a bit mm. of a check just before the finals to go, oh, we thought we were going good. We put the Brumbies away who were, you know, sky high. And then since then we've gone, you know, a little bit backwards. So maybe mentally that was a bit of an opportunity for Scott Robinson who went, oh, you know, I can just remind these guys by turning up on Monday and showing them, all their 12 handling errors, all their 20 kicks that they put into the game were, were ineffective and just go, you know what, boys? Against a very good side, or in a final. That won't win us the final. Get your heads in the yeah. game. Justin Marshall is with us. This is the Reece Super Rugby Fan Show here on SENZ. Daniel McCartney and Grant Elliott uh, with you. Uh, yeah, death, taxes, crusaders make the playoffs. Grant, put that in, in your mind. Put that in your mind because uh, that's life. Uh, deal with it. Uh, Pablo Montero, is he in any danger of missing next week at the very least for that rather... I, when I first saw it, I kind of laughed um, because I thought, there's a guy who's just picked up a bit of lint out of his navel and then dropped it on the floor. It was like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> He's a strong man, isn't he, Justin? But you know you can't do that. No, you can't do that, Daniel. And you're right. Look, and the problem for Pablo Montero was he didn't, he didn't show um, any sympathy or regard for the player. By, um, by taking him to the ground with ease. Once he knew that he was in a compromised position, he just simply let him go. And um, that, that, that shows that you, that you had no recognition of that you, you had got yourself into a, a poor position tackle technique-wise. You'd lifted him above the horizontal. If you then bring him down in the right manner, um, it certainly helps your case. But he just let him go and let him drop. And so when you let a player go from that height and let him drop, Gravity takes control, uh, and 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 so what you what you are not doing by keeping your arms on the player and probably guiding him down and hoping he lands more on his back midsection bum, better. But when you let him go, you're relying on gravity and 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 how the guy lands. Now, it's, I think they they determined last night. It was hard to see on certain angles um, where he landed. On one angle, it looked like he landed on the bridge of his neck, but on another TV angle, it looked like 
that, that hit his his shoulder first and then and then his neck. So the Crusaders will obviously when it goes to the judicial they will they will obviously really pump the the first angle. It looks like shoulder connection first and then neck and 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 shows and show that as clearly being shoulder. Um, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of part of. I think that's part of the process that they'll go through. You know that 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 that'll determine whether or not they feel there's further penalties involved. Sure. Justin, obviously the, the Crusaders will make the final, as you say, even though they're going into the quarters. That's uh, inevitable. Did he say that, or are you putting well, words in Well, I'm his mouth? putting words in his mouth yeah. and your yeah. mouth. Well, you Justin basically Justin Marshall said it. says, don't play quarterfinals and semis. Just send Crusaders send them to the straight yeah. top of the pool, go you've straight just, to the final. You've just become a media hacker. Yeah. <laughs> but, Justin, we've got a few games uh, coming up tonight. We've got the Fijian Drua versus the Chiefs. And then after that, Moana Pacifica versus the Brumbies and then the Waratahs Blues. So the first one up, the Drua versus the Chiefs. How are they looking? Yeah, look, that's going to be full of entertainment. Fiji is a difficult... I've played in Fiji, and, and going and playing in Suva is not easy. You know, you're, you're under a lot more difficult conditions, hard grounds, you know, massive humidity... So that sweat factor comes into it. The ball gets slippery. Um, definitely a, a crowd that uh, are excited and and really looking to make sure that they let you know that they are there. Uh, but Latoka is is not an international stadium. I've been there once before. Latoka is very famous for uh, producing a lot of the high quality sevens players for, for Fiji. And and there, if you go drive through the main street there, there's Often some big billboards up of some of their famous ones, the likes of Serevi and that. So it is, but it's very much a smaller township, and it's very much a club field. With a, with a, I think it's got a, a bit of a grandstand from memory. I'm not entirely sure, but put it this way: if, you, if you're going to go and try and win an important game to set yourself up for the finals, I, I, I think I would rather go to Alice Park in Johannesburg than bloody well go to the Token. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> You know, it's not even a banana skin. It's a it's a real game that the the, the coaches, Craig, um, Clinton, Clayton McMillan, and his support staff, the leaders of the Chiefs, have to keep their players focused. It's a game they should clearly win. They've got more talent. They've got um, firepower across the board. If they play a good structured game plan, keep their discipline, they'll comfortably walk away from that game with a good win. They just can't get sucked into the whole. The, the whole environment, the unfamiliarity of where they are at, and, and obviously let the Fijians thrive off that. If they do that, uh, you know, I wish them luck. I really do, because it's a difficult <laughs> ask. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. Reese Plumbing designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese works for you. Justin Marshall works for us every Saturday. Joining us on this uh, show, we're about halfway through his segment. If you've got a comment or a question, now is your chance. Double eight, double three. That's our text line, or you can pick up the phone and give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Come up with better questions than this one, Justin. Um, heading into these games, uh, the Chiefs can theoretically go past the Brumbies um, and claim third spot, which would um, uh, lead to possibly a semi-final in Christchurch. Um, now, wouldn't it? But if they finish fourth, they'd have to go to the Blues. 
Um, he's already looking beyond the quarterfinals. Uh, this is why it's a dangerous question. Just, does that come into your thinking at all? Like, oh, we could get a semi-final against the Crusaders in Christchurch, or I'd prefer to go to Auckland. Or is that just um, a, a media hack type uh, way of looking at it? You'd be incredibly surprised at the forward planning of, of coaches and support staff now, how far ahead they look. And I think it's probably the one thing when I speak to some of my former players who have moved into coaching, the one thing that they they have commented on, because, the, the, you know, when you move into a new area like that and, and, you, and you're just a player, uh, you would move from week to week. So as a player, you move from game to game and the coaches focus you in, you do your tactical work. Even when you're in the leadership group, you sit down and, for example, we'll use the Crusaders as, a, as an example, you prepare for the Reds. You look at last time you played them, you look at where things went right and wrong, and you focus on that. Meanwhile, this weekend, uh, the, the, the Crusaders will be looking, the Crusaders coaches will be looking at the game that they've got against the Reds, but they would have already done their homework for that. So they will be looking at the next scenario the following week mm. and quite possibly the week after that and already have started their analysis. And I was like, how do you get your head around that sort of stuff, you know, like moving from one focus to another? But there's just too much information available and it's an overload to try and do it week to week. So absolutely, he's right. They, they will be looking at all of the possible scenarios, all of the situations that could eventuate and who they are likely to meet and just start putting and formulating some little plans in place. Okay, let's say, for example, the Chiefs do this, do this, do this. We've got them at home in the semi-final. Oh, last time we played them, shit, they beat us here. Oh, right, okay. How did they do that? Where did we go wrong? And they'll have those notes just sitting there on the background for when they need them. So, yeah, that is looked at. I know it sounds absurd and too far in the future, and it's like, well, why are you preparing for something that might not never happen? But they do. Like, uh, the big game, know, I, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, um, carry on. No, go on. Um, Ozzie McLean. And Ozzie McLean was a coach of mine back in the days when I first started playing for, for Canterbury. Uh, he, was one, he was our back coach. Uh, and Ozzie McLean, the All Blacks under Steve Hansen were using Ozzie McLean basically in a role like that as an analyst. And he was, while the All Blacks were playing a home test series day against, we use this year, for example, against Ireland, he would be over in the UK or in South Africa watching South Africa play uh, Wales or he'd be in Australia watching Australia play England. And then he would be doing analysis work on those games for when the All Blacks meet them, the All Blacks meet the, the, the English in November this year. He would be doing their homework for them and then feeding that information back to the coaches. That is the level they operate at nowadays that far ahead and that analytical. Justin Marshall is with us. This is SENZ and the Reef Super Rugby Fan Show. Your comments are very welcome. 0800 150 811 or text double eight double three. A couple of those are backed up. We'll get to those in just a moment. Um, as far as other games, Waratahs, Blues tonight. I know the Waratahs, um, that right now they could finish fourth. Um, by the time they take to the field, they're probably not going to be able to finish in fourth, so I, I'm not sure how much is riding on this game, but um, you, momentum, is it a thing? Like, in all seriousness, like the Waratahs, big chat tonight, let's get a good performance against the, the, 
the table toppers and we'll feel better about ourselves next week. Is that how it works, Justin? It goes all the way back, doesn't it, to what sort of rhythm and yeah, what mental mindset you want to take into your following week, which is knockout football. Now, so, so knockout rugby is different to week to week. Now, I think that's very obvious. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to work that out. You know, forget bonus points. You don't need them. You don't need to be going out there and possibly taking line-outs because you want to secure early tries so that when it comes to bonus point time, you've got a couple in the bag. You, know, you kick your goals probably more. You know, that's a mindset that teams have to now start thinking about. But again, kicking for touch creates more pressure in other areas. And if you can accumulate in sevens or fives rather than threes, it gives you ascendancy on the scoreboard. But you're not going to get any benefits in terms of a bonus point out of that. So, you know, mindset shift there is quite interesting to see how certain teams approach it. If you're the Crusaders, uh, to a degree, you'll probably still kick for the touch. If you're the Brumbies, you'll probably still kick for the touch when you've got a kickable three because your line-out maul is so good and so hard to stop. Uh, if you're other teams that are not so efficient in that area, you'll probably take your three points because you know you need to keep in touch on the scoreboard. So, uh, you know, in a long-winded way to answer your question, like, are the Blues, by resting their players at the rest? And now, I know they're a bit beat up. So they've had a yeah. pretty tough campaign, as everyone has. And they've got a few players struggling with injuries or knocks, and so what Leon's done is obviously decide to freshen his side up big time. But this is a good Waratah side that really wants to, you know, kick into the finals, and, and, and they've named a very strong side. If the Blues were to get beaten, mentally, how does that have effect on confidence and mindset and momentum going into the finals? Or, equally, if those players who are sort of the second-tier stage player go out there and win a game, Holy moly, imagine how buoyant that makes the camp. That they are able to do a job for those players that have been rested and then they take all of that talent and all of that pressure of uh, expectation with a win, um, you know, with with a second string side uh, in, in, into the finals. Yeah, it could be either a stroke of genius or it could take some explaining. I'm not sure quite which way it's going to go. <laughs> Justin, uh, we're talking about all the teams, but I guess in this competition, um, before it started, was there anyone that you looked at and um, you thought, oh, they're going to have a breakout season? And someone that surprised you this season as being the breakout player of the, the Super Rugby season? Yeah, I, I certainly thought that um, when, I, when I was wondering about who had the firepower maybe to challenge uh, some of the top New Zealand sides. I thought it was going to be the Brumbies. And, and when they they came for that first visit to New Zealand and played the Chiefs, a very good Chiefs side, uh, and put them away emphatically, actually, on the night, I thought, yeah, you know, 11 Wallabies, 11 Wallabies. You know, this is, this is a side that maybe finally is reaching its potential. Finally, players are starting to believe they can beat Kiwi teams. Um, since then, unfortunately... Have fallen off the pace and they've really they lost have, their rhythm. They? So that, yeah, they, they, yeah, they were the one side that I thought, you know, if, if there's anyone that can probably produce the type of rugby that could could uh, be a point of difference, because New Zealand teams haven't had that that type of opposition again. They they're used to playing each other and used to playing at each other's idiosyncrasies and strengths and weaknesses. But Australian rugby offers different skill set and different mindset. So. They were the one side, Grant, to answer your question, but obviously they've, um, they've, they're have they not out of it. 
it'll be interesting to see how they respond to yep. what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Because like I said, they got some firepower in there. They really do. It's just whether or not they can re, re, re-find their mojo. Um, great breakout player of the season. Um, I was really interested to see how Falau Fakataba was going to go and how much game time he was going to get. Mm. Um, he's got better, but he hasn't got the game time. Um, but I've certainly been, I've certainly been, um, re- I, I really, really impressed with the the emergence of um, Dalton Papali. Uh, I, like I, I was wondering where he was at and where he sat, and 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 then he got given the captaincy, and I was like, wow, and that's a very talented blue side. You know, you've got your Bowden Barretts and um, plenty of ex- plenty of experience in that side. And uh, he's been given the responsibility of the skipper's armband. I think some of his performances this year have been quite outstanding. He, he, yeah, he won excellent. that turnover. Bowden Barrett's drop goal last week. If, if Bowden Barrett wanted to go tap someone on the back, it had to be Dalton Papali. Um, mm. Try-saving tackle he made in, uh, on, on, on the Crusaders player to save the game in Christchurch. Some of his general play has been simply outstanding. I am super fascinated with the form that he's in, the way he's playing, where he sits in Ian Foster's mind. Like, I'd, I'd love to know what people's thoughts are out there about that because I think he really has he has come come to age, maturity-wise, oh. and the way he is playing has been outstanding this year. All right, clip that up, send that out to the internet, and let it do its magic. Uh, Justin Marshall offering always the, the pearls of wisdom. I'd uh, love to get your thoughts, uh, listener, on your breakout star of Super Rugby. Dalton Papali'i, according to Justin Marshall, let us know on 0800 or text double eight double three. Let's get to a couple of these comments, um, and this leads us nicely into our predictions, which is obviously a big part of the show. Grant, you can read that one to Justin. Well, it's actually a double uh, message here. Someone's uh, made a pig of themselves and sent in two. Um, it's from one of your brethren in Christchurch, actually, Justin, Matt from Christchurch, who he said, yeah, can you tell Marshall to take his eye patch off Chiefs by 20 today? And that's from Matt at Christchurch. And oh, he went eating on their to own. Say, eating their own. What's going on? Don't write the Chiefs off. That's for sure. One of the best packs in the comp. Just need the wingers to show a bit more razzle. So I guess what he's saying there is I'll add some words to his message that the Chiefs, um, beyond the Blues and Crusaders, are the main legitimate title threat, according to Matt. And I'm, I'm sure Justin might agree with that. Would you not? Yeah, I would. And I can quite comfortably take my eye patch off and give it to him because he's obviously, he's obviously <laughs> wanting it. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know that people in Christchurch, there is only one eye patch that, that you obviously share it around. Yeah. You drop it to your neighbours, knock on the door. There you go. You can have the eye patch for today. Take care of it. Pass it on nicely. Um, someone writes here, and we don't have enough time because this is about a five-hour, uh, uh, five how do we get crowds back? Wow. Um, that's only been a, a question for New Zealand Rugby for over a decade. But let's get to our picks. Um, the Chiefs, the Chiefs feed the Drua. The Chiefs win, he says comfortably, going first with a game he's uh, very sure about. So what about you, Grant? Yeah, the Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs by 20. By both, according to Matt <laughs> and Grant. Um, and the descending voice, Justin Marshall, probably won't be heard on this one. No, I won't be heard, but uh, I agree with you guys. But yeah, 20 might be a push. Brumby's comfortable over Moana Pacifica? Yes. I, I definitely think so. I mean, one of the things I I've was seen looking at you. In, the, in the week leading up to this, uh, or actually just a couple of days, it must have been the captain's run 
um, Justin, I saw that they had a sing and a dance, and uh, one of the 660 Eli Power, he was there uh, filming it. It looks like to be a really great sort of like team culture and environment, just pre-game for Moana Pacifica. Uh, they were dancing and singing. It looked like and, such uh, a good time, yeah. Yeah, hopefully they can build uh, on this uh, season yeah. for sure. Blues Waratahs. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. You guys go for it. Oh, yeah. d- oh uh, Tuffy Blues. Well, you guys told me not to bet on the Blues last weekend. I, I told you that was a mistake, so I'm going to bet on the Blues again. The Waratahs, though, because they're blue as well. Oh, you, you're going, going the for the Waratahs. I'm going the Waratahs. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go the Waratahs too. I, I, yeah, I think um, too too many good players missing, and they're a good side. They showed that against the Islanders last week, and they beat the Crusaders at home. Mm, they're capable. Oh yeah, full strength force, force Hurricanes. You can go pick the Blues all day, but it's not a full strength. It's far from a full strength Blues side. Exactly. Exactly. Um, my opinion completely changed when I saw the run sh- uh, the team sheet too. Um, force Canes. Uh, Canes. Yeah, Justin, Canes for me. Justin? All right, yep, let's Kane. get to the game that really does matter. Um, the Highlanders could still fall out of the uh, uh, Super Rugby playoff picture, but the Force have to beat the Hurricanes. Uh, they'll know that um, tomorrow before they play. But the Rebels-Highlanders, um, where are the Highlanders at? Sort of limping to the playoffs, Justin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, Dave, Tony Brown, that's the first time I've seen him that animated and probably that upset uh, with that performance last weekend. Um, he, he felt, and, and rightly so, that the players let him down um, with their attitude and the way they played. Uh, he was a, he, he looked a lost soul, to be perfectly honest, and I really felt for him because he expects better than that, and they're not delivering, uh, and I don't see them getting much better. Uh, they've got lots of injury concerns, and uh, yeah, they're in a, in a dark place. Doesn't mean they're not capable of getting themselves out of that dark place, but they haven't been able to all season, so it's going to take a minor miracle for them to, to get any better. Mm. They will Beat win the, the game, though, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that I, I, in saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world's coming to an end, Highlanders fans, yeah. but you'll still win. <laughs> yeah, you always you always do wonder whether a, a, a public serve from the coach has an effect on the players, and I think that that's a true sense of culture mm. and environment in a team. And I think if they do raise their game uh, this week, it shows a bit more pride and, um, I guess, It's not a very New Zealand teammates. thing to do, is it? To throw not, players under the bus. No, but I think it can have the desired effect. Absolutely it can. Yeah. Absolutely it can. Hey, Justin, thanks so much, my friend. Where are you travelling to over the remainder of the weekend? Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Grant, and everybody tuning in. Great great talking to you guys. Uh, I'm making my way back to uh, Queenstown on Sunday. Got a nice day here catching up with the family um, today. So, yeah, looking forward to next weekend as well. And uh, you guys have a good rest of the day. I'll be tuning in. I'm sure you will. Thanks, mm-hmm. Justin. Thanks, Thanks so much, much Justin. Uh, All Black. Great, Justin Marshall, part of the Sky Sports commentary team, uh, joining us every Saturday throughout uh, the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show season. Uh, we will take a short break. Love to get your comments. 0800-150-811. All those discussion, uh, talking points that Justin has raised. Um, but that, that one, your breakout star of the season. If you are to give us some nominations, who would they be? Let us know. 0800-150-811. I love Justin. only gave us one option. He, he, he was adamant about it. Mm. That's fantastic. Uh, Dalton Papali'i, uh, magnificent season. He looks international caliber to me. Um, what say you, uh, SNZ? 
Fine. Listeners, 0800-150-811 or text us double eight double three. We will be back here on the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show with your calls in association with uh, Reese Plumbing, of course. Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese, it works for you. It is 24 minutes away from 11 o'clock. This is the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show in association with Reese Plumbing, designed to help your business grow and succeed. Reese, it works for you. We want to know your breakout star of Super Rugby, the regular season. We're in the final uh, group of games as far as round robin play is concerned. Uh, following on, following on from that text we had uh, prior to the break, how do we get crowds back? I've just had uh, Grant Elliott telling me um, the secret to success is him, by the sounds, oh. it's him and his iPod. Uh, get a decent <laughs> DJ, and it sounds like Grant Elliott reckons if he goes to your local rugby game and just plays his favourite. Songs, you will flock there. Somehow, I don't think it's going to have the desired result, Grant. Well, I tell you what, I went to the um, the Black Clash, and that was one of the most epic um, events I've ever been to, and that was rugby players playing cricket. So, it can be done. It just needs <laughs> oh, to so be an event that involves so, so the your, crowd. So, your music choices were the key to the Black Clash. That's, that's news. G'day, Bruce. Good morning. Thanks for holding. You're welcome. Good morning, guys. Um, uh, I was going to ask Justin a question, actually, about the sprigs that the players are wearing. Because that um, game in Christchurch last night, the, it was obviously pretty dewy and the ground was fairly soft. And there was a few guys losing their footing and so on. It was normally about an 18 or 21 mil sprig, I think, that the players use. I was just sort of wondering whether they, they, they actually can wear longer ones when the ground is heavier like that. But Come out on stilts. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sharpened. Sharpen them on the concrete as you come out too, right? Get them on the angle. File them. Yeah. There we go. Hey. They, they can penetrate some skin now. I can go onto yeah. the I can go onto the field. No, no. Come on. Serious. Now, hey, um that match I don't think it had a lot in it last night and I keep their powder dry probably and um listen, the the all blacks. I'm more interested in that. I've been talking about it all week with some of your other um, uh, fine colleagues on the radio. And uh, that game against Ireland last year was a pretty star-studded team that the All Blacks had. I'd like to give them another chance in this series. Um, Playing at home, um, the three Lucys, I'd love to give Dalton Pavaliti, put him at seven, put Artie at eight, and... Blackadder at six again, and they're all playing outstanding rugby. They've learned probably a lot, and they're at the peak of their powers, and uh, let them loose as far as I'm concerned. That, that's how I feel about it. Are, are you? Are you? Am Sorry? I picking up here, Bruce? That you're you, you're expecting significant changes this year? I'm not. I well, I, I see. I see. No continuity, conservatism emanates out of um, the hierarchy as far as the All Blacks are concerned. I might be wrong when all is said and done, but are, are, you, th- mm. are you predicting quite a few changes this year? When, when a week or so ago, when the schedule came out, the All, the, the all Blacks were going to be playing, was it 12, 13 matches, something like that? And the predictions were that some people were predicting they might lose up to four, five, six games. And, and also that dreaded um, W word, the World Cup. We need to start flooding other players and so on. I, I just think we need to concentrate on the now. Yeah. You know, play what's in front yeah. of you now. It, 
win the bloody game. If you play well enough, you'll stay in the team. You'll build continuity and, and confidence and all of that. And I just I would like to go down that route instead of just growing and growing more and more players and giving them shots and stuff. And combinations, that's the other thing. That's the two things we need to do. So, Bruce, uh, I'll rattle off that team yep. um, that you, you talked about um, against Ireland. It was Geordie Barrett, Jordan, yep. uh, Rico Ioane, Leonard Brown, Reese Barrett, Piranara, Savia, Papali'i, Blackadder, uh, Whitelock, Retallick, Olala, Taylor and Moody. Um, it's going to be something very close to that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it will be. It will be. There'll probably be four changes in that, maybe. Bruce, I think your point about continuity um, and consistency, I think what that does breed in a team is that breeds um, a lot of faith and um, a lot of trust in selectors where players or are not... Or conservatism if you're a cynic like I am. Well, I, I actually think it's more like from an athlete's point of view, if you have um, the backing of selectors and you feel like you are the person that's going to be given a lot of opportunities, you can play with freedom. And if you don't have fear yeah. of selection then you go and express yourself, and that's how you create a, a, a team that exceeds expectations. Absolutely. I, right. Well said, sir. Well said. Oh, I'd, come on, mate. I can't have you, can't have you giving him compliments, bro. <laughs> He'll be unbearable for the next two hours and 19 minutes. All right, friend. Great to chat as always, Bruce. Go enjoy your Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us here on uh, you, the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. Thanks, Bruce. It's 19 minutes away from 11 o'clock. I, I want breakthrough star contenders for the season. Double eight, double three. Go on. Justin Marshall said Dalton Papali'i. Who has been um, your breakout star of this uh, Super Rugby uh, season? Let us know. Back after the break, it's 18 minutes away from 11. Surely we've got to update uh, how uh, the Reese Super Rugby Fan of the Year competition is going and how, bed, how dreadful uh, Ben Francis's picks were. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the coup is official. The coup is cemented, isn't it? The coup is deeply cemented in as far as the uh, Saturday session picks. Back after this break, our lines are open. 0800-150-811 or text double eight double three. That you are. It's fourteen away from eleven o'clock. Our numbers oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Mikey's used it. Thanks for holding through the break. Good morning to you, sir. Yeah. Good morning, guys. How you going? Yeah, we're great. Good, good. Hey, um, breakout Super Rugby star, what's the opposite of Hobson's choice? <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Mikey? Been, what's the opposite of what? Hot sauce. Hobson's Ob- choice. Hobson's you know choice. Oh, Hobson's choice. <laughs> oh, God, clean out your ears, man. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, when you have to pick the, the best of the worst, this is like pick the best of the best. It's been an amazing season. Um, it's hard to go, what? past what Justin Marshall was saying, but for me, Lester Fayanuku, I hope I pronounced that correctly, yes, that, he, to me, has yeah, that, been... Yeah, that, that's a name man. that's been mentioned a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. What, what yeah, have you enjoyed yeah, specifically stunning. about him? I, I think, I mean, he's amazing on the wing, but his versatility in centres, now we try and blood people from the wing to be a centre, he can play centre as well as wing, quite easily. Um, so I think we've got a bit of a talent there, eh? Because... Uh, I know I've been trying with Geordie, like he, he, his desire to play centre, and that's fine. Um, the guy from league, I forget his name, uh, Roger Tuivasa, trying to blood him to be a centre. This guy can play centre as well as wing. So he, he's, he seems to be the full package this year. I think uh, this guy is ready to go for the All Blacks. 
Mikey, do you agree with Justin Marshall that you actually have to play a set position for a long time so that your your instincts are just, you know, as an athlete, sharp and you don't have to think about your defense and offense. It just comes naturally. Because do you not feel I'm like thinking, a lot of these players play in the positions that they're not going to play for the All Blacks? Yeah, for sure. And I think in general, in general that's correct. But you've got a guy here whose instincts seem to be correct for both positions. So if you've got something like that, you've got to get it, nurture it, get him in there, make it happen. Like, uh, listening to Bruce before about, like, play the team that needs to win, I get it, and there's the World Cup coming, yeah, I get all that sort of carry on. But you've got some talent coming up now, and we need to get them in now and make it happen. And uh, there's a lot of people who believe we will absolutely smash the Irish, which I do not believe whatsoever. I think we're going to struggle. Um, but this is the opportunity now. I mean, we're going to play one of the best teams in the Northern Hemisphere and uh, get guys like Leicester in there. Make it happen. Make them play the best that there is out there. So they're ready for, you know, as, as Daniel said, yawn the World Cup, which is down the line. But make it happen now. Get them in. Hey, good on you, Mikey. Thanks so much for calling into uh, the Reese Super Rugby Fan Show. Go enjoy your Saturday afternoon. Thanks so much. And morning. There's still an hour and 10 minutes uh, remaining of that. It's 10 minutes away from 11. Someone writes here on double eight double three. No way. Chiefs will finish bottom of the New Zealand franchises. Hurricanes and Highlanders both improving uh, and getting key personnel back. Um, Who's going to break the news to that uh, that texter that the season uh, is nearly complete and there's no way the Chiefs will finish bottom of the New Zealand franchises? <laughs> well, that, Unless he is uh, <laughs> predicting the Highlanders win their quarterfinal, the Chiefs are bundled out at the quarterfinal stage and hence they will finish bottom. So I, I guess I've got to take it all back. 10 away from 11 back after this break. And there's only one last thing to do at five minutes away from 11 is to update the Reese Super Rugby Fan of the Year competition. Um, Reese Plumbing, uh, in it together and here for the long haul, Reese works for you. We started the uh, competition with 1,949 contenders. Uh, by week number four, we were down to under 500. Then by week seven, Grant, we were into double digits, 59 players available. But now, well, that but now that's, that's when the class has shown uh, the true blue wonderful pickers through the dog days of the season. Uh, we still have 41 live contenders as we were Three weeks ago. Exactly. Exactly. Stayed so, at 41. Absolute outstanding effort by our tips to still be in the mix to win that 5000 bucks. Thanks to Reese Plumbing. Good luck to all of you. Um, and as far as our own tipping here on the Saturday session, uh, since our producer Ben uh, was has overruled the group and just taken the reins, <laughs> benevolent dictatorship of our tipping, the Saturday session crew has had a Brisbane Broncos-esque revival. Haven't we? Yeah, thank you, Ben Putin. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to thank him. Um, at this moment, they sit 641st on the overall. Notice I'm calling them them now. I've completely detached myself from them. And they are also uh, back in the top half of the SENZ to staff a comp. But sit 48 out of 105. The Saturday session rolls on after this break. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.